Hey nerds, it's your boy NK, your host of Science Over Simplified, and today we're going to be talking about, well, the space and time continuum. So let's get started, I guess. So basically, the idea of the space and time continuum comes from the groundbreaking work of Albert Einstein, one of the you know smartest peop- people in the world. You, you probably have heard of him, the German guy. Probably didn't know he's actually German. Yes, most people actually thought, probably think like he's American or something. Back to the explanation. So through the uh, process of developing special and general theories of relativity, Einstein examined the laws of physics as they related to the speed of light. Yes, this is pretty complicated. So if you don't understand this, you can just get out of the video. But make sure you to follow me as well. So Einstein concluded that space and time, rather than separate and unrelated phenomena, are actually interwoven into a single continuum called space-time that spans multiple dimensions. Yes, so space and time continuum spans multiple dimensions. New thing we learned today. So how many dimensions are there in the space and time continuum? That's what we may ask. Well, the space and time continuum consists of four dimensions. The three dimensions of shape, sorry, the three dimensions of space, which are the length, length, width, and height, or up, up, down, left, right, and forward backward, depending on upon how you wish to think of them. Plus the fourth dimension of time. Einstein's theories of relativity spurred other in scientists to investigate the relationships between space and time. Does all this still seem a bit confusing? Don't worry if it does. The space-time continuum and Einstein's theory of relativity are advanced scientific ideas that even scientists sometimes have trouble grasping the meaning and significance of. Without going on, going into confusing detail, let's take a look at a couple of interesting ideas that stem from the space-time continuum. So what way of envisioning the space-time continuum is to think of a large piece of fabric. Such as a, you know, bed sheet, you know? Einstein realized that objects with mass, such as a person or even planet Earth, create a distortion in space-time. Imagine placing a bowling ball in the middle of the sheet. The area around the bowling ball will be pressed down, creating a dimple in the sheet. These dimples represent curvatures in the fabric of the space-time continuum. Einstein identified these curves in the space-time continuum as, well, gravity. Yes, now you know what, gravi- what gravity is. The curves in the space and time continuum are called gravity. At least Einstein identified them as gravity. You can say that, a test or something. Uh, now, you might be th- asking, are these curves real though? Although scientists can't see or measure space-time, they have been able to confirm certain phenomena predicted by Einstein himself. 
For example, light should bend when traveling around massive objects. This phenomenon known as gravitational lensing has been observed by astronomers who use it to study galaxies and stars otherwise hidden behind massive objects. Einstein also the theorized that the relative nature of space and time would mean that an object in motion would experience time at a slower rate than one at rest. On Earth, we move too slowly to notice this phenomenon. Scientists have, however, confirmed the truth. So do you know what this means? Well, this is quite complicated. You might not understand it. But basically what this means is that, um, let's imagine that in space there is a planet the size of Mercury. Yes, there's a planet in space the size of Mercury. So there are there are people, people like us with huge brains, uh, on that planet. And they're they're evolving. Okay, they are evolving. They're not basically evolving. If okay, to explain, I'm just gonna take the Earth that in right now, right now, like the Earth right now. And basically, let's imagine an alien planet and a more advanced civilization outside even our galaxy. And they have tel telescopes that view us. We don't know they exist. And when they view us, it looks, when they view us, it actually looks like um, humans just evolved from monkeys. Yeah, it just. It looks, from their perspective, if aliens were in a dramatic galaxy and they looked at us, they probably would see, no, they would see us, um, you know, still as monkeys. Yes, still as monkeys. Yeah, that's what this means. So yeah, I'll, I'll leave a link in the description to the website I'm looking at. It's called wonderpolis.org. I'll leave a link in the description of this episode. So again, back to the you know topic. I so basically every day the satellites that make up the global positioning system or GPS gain about 30 microseconds compared to Earth clocks. Yes, yes, compared to Earth clocks, the satellites that make up the GPS have uh, their clocks, the guys at the GPS satellites, their clocks have 30 microseconds more time than the clocks we have here on Earth. Yes, this would actually affect their location accuracy by several miles if it weren't for built-in calibrations that keep their clocks synced with Earth. So the next time you use a GPS device to go ge uh, geocaching, you can tell your friends that your location information is coming from just slightly into the future. Yes. That's, that's basically everything about the space and time continuum. That's basically everything about the space and time continuum. Doing about, that's basically everything. Everything. 
basically everything. Yeah, that's basically everything about the space-time continuum. Now, if you want, now comment down below in, you know, this podcast episode. What other inspiring stuff you want me to explain? So yeah, I'll see you guys in the next video, and I'll link in the description to the website I'm looking at right now, wonderapolis.org. I'll see you guys in the next episode. Goodbye. Science over simplified. Oops.